for a new episode of the Chronicles of Faye. It's time to recenter yourself. Become one with the spirits. Breathe in and breathe out. It's your time, so take it now to release yourself from the tensions of the day for a new Chronicles of Faye. I'm your hostess, Faye Wild. Let's begin with the thanking of the elements, shall we? We thank Earth for her stability and her growth. We honor her and ask her to enter our space. We thank Air for his intellect and creativity. We honor him and ask him into our space. We thank Fire for his passion and his will. We honor him and ask him into our space. We thank Water for her empathy and her healing. We honor her and ask her into our space. We thank Life for the divine forces and the intimate source. We honor them and ask them into our space. We thank light for its illumination and its revelation of truth. We honor it and ask it into our space. We thank magic for all of its power to create, to bring forth, to give us the power to explore and to experience all. We honor all and ask all into our space. Welcome, Earth. Welcome. Welcome, Air. Welcome. Welcome, Fire. Welcome. Welcome, water, welcome. (coughs) 
Welcome life, welcome. Welcome light, welcome. Welcome magic, welcome. We also thank the animal and plant spirits who give us life and sustain us. We honor them and ask them into our space. Welcome, plant and animal spirits, welcome. We also thank and honor the good fae and the good elven kindreds and the good peoples known and unknown spiritual forces beyond this plane. We honor them and thank them and ask them into our space. Welcome good kindred known and unknown. We'll open with a prayer to the divine, whoever that is for each of you, be it God, be it the spirits, we call upon the inner divine, the divine that guides and guides us all. I call upon the divine being or beings that through our consciousness, through the raising of our consciousness, we might help change the world with the inner light. So mote it be. To the hungry all over the world, I extend my inner light to the homeless who have no homes. I extend my inner light to the people suffering from mental illness. I extend my inner light to the people who are suffering physical illness. I extend my inner light to the soldiers who are fighting and dying all over the world for freedom, for peace. I extend my inner light to the oppressed all over the world who cannot fight for their own freedom. I extend my inner light.
to all those who are in hospitals right now, I extend my inner light. To those who are in prison, I extend my inner light. To the downtrodden and the lonely, I extend my inner light. To all the children who have no home, I extend my inner light. To people who are experiencing spiritual pain, I extend my inner light. To the people who feel hopeless, I extend my inner light. To all people on the planet who are suffering in any way, I extend my inner light. And we'll end with a prayer. I extend my inner light to all who need it. To the planet, to the earth itself, to the universe and the multiverse, to the kindred's good who need the inner light. I ask that this inner light be manifested in the universe and in the multiverses, that through my inner light I might bring forth changes. I call upon the power within the gifts of the divine, that I might remember the inner light within all beings. I call upon the inner light to snuff out the darkness that causes suffering, pain, loneliness, fear, illness, and all things that are not profitable. Thanks be to the divine for the gift of empathy. So mote it be. Take several deep breaths. Close your eyes. Let your mind become one. Deep breath. Breathing in. Breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, 
stress that you might be feeling, breathe out, breathe in, and breathe out, breathe in, and breathe out, good, close your eyes, and as you do, you become aware uh, a pathway that you are walking along and this pathway is filled with pine needles on the ground and you can hear the bird song in the air and you can feel the beautiful energy of that place Smelling the pine needles and leaves, dirt, soil, crunching beneath your feet. And as you do, you become aware of a clearing in near distance. You walk towards it. You notice that there are logs that are placed in a circle. And in the center of that circle is a set of stones that ring a fire pit. And within that fire pit is a set of is a set of wood and fire that is burning brightly. You're becoming aware of that crackling fire and you feel compelled to sit to breathe. Breathe in the smell of the wood smoke, the forest around you. And as you look into the fire, you see the flickering flames. You become aware of the dancing movement of the flames that are burning, crackling, bringing you warmth, bringing you peace bringing you calm energy. You feel that warmth, that peace, that calm energy. And you watch the flickering flames as they dance. The colors moving, cascading. And as you watch the flames, you ask the flames, if there is any wisdom that you wish that I should know, any mystery that you wish to teach me, and you listen to the fire and you hear the flames crackling, Letting your mind become one with the flame.
And as you stand, you thank the fire for any wisdom it may have given you, even if it's not anything concrete, but a feeling perhaps, or a general vague feeling of knowing, or some inspiration that guides you from the fire, and you bow to the flame, and you say, thank you, spirit of fire. And as you stand up from your place on the logs, you notice that you are given an urge to keep traveling. And so you keep traveling along the pathway. And as you do, you become aware of an incline going up, going up and up. And as you're climbing up, you notice that there's a mountain ahead. And as you're walking toward the mountain, you stand at the foot of the mountain. You take in the majesty of the mountain and you're like, how am I going to get up there? But as you do, you notice that a golden light surrounds you, warms you, lifts you. You are lifted a few feet off the ground, but you're gliding up the mountain along the spiraling trail, and up, up, and around. And as you're going up and around, you feel that light protecting you. Your mind is filled with the crackling flame, filled with the energy of fire. And as you crest the mountain, you see that you're standing on the rim of a volcano, but the volcano is just flaming a little. You can see the, the lava hasn't spewed out. It's very much just waiting. But you can see the hot lava bubbling and burbling down below you. And as you become aware of it, you notice that as you do, you feel protected somehow by the golden light that surrounds you. And so you take a closer look at the lava. You are placed in a place where you can watch the lava bubble and burble. And you know that you're safe, protected. And you watch the lava as it moves and undulates. is bubbling and burbling. And as you stand there contemplating the lava, again you feel compelled to ask what wisdom do you wish to teach me, lava? 
What wisdom do you have to teach to me, heart of the volcano? And as you stand there contemplating, allowing your mind to open, you feel that wisdom. And as you note and take note of what you were given, you bow to the volcano and you thank it for the wisdom that it has given you, even if it's not a concrete feeling, but a a knowing or a prodding or a leading of some kind. And as the bubble of light lifts you above the volcano, safely away from its burning fire beneath, you feel that those, that that bubble is shifting and shaping around you to become as if you are becoming a bird made entirely of fire. And as you look down at yourself, you see that your body ripples with flames, that your feathers have become fire, that your mind is full of fire. And you lift up out of this place and you become one with the air letting your fiery self ride those currents, ride that energy. And you are lifting higher into the air. And other birds are giving you a, a wide berth because every, every molecule of your body has become a living flame, a living, breathing flame. And you are rising higher and higher into the sky, feeling the wind, feeling the wind beneath you, hearing the roaring crackle of fire all around you as your wings bear you aloft. You are flame itself. And as you begin to sharply rise into the sky, you know what is ahead of you. You know that you're protected by the flame that you are. You know that you are safe, protected, held, calmed, assured. And that you are powerful because you are flame itself. 
joining with the ultimate flame. And you continue to rise and you feel the cool air around you. You feel the wind. But it doesn't bother you because you are that fire. And you feel warmth start to wrap around you. You feel that warmth radiating around you. You feel peace here. Drifting along and then taking large swoops of those wings. And those wings take you higher into the sky. Higher and closer and closer to your goal. And you are there, lifting higher toward that burning ball of fiery light. And as you keep going forward, you see your destination. You see the destination that you've been trying to go for all this time. And when you reach it, you can't believe it at first that you've reached the sun itself. And you take in the might of the sun itself. And you ask it, as you asked the fiery volcano and the flame before, what wisdom do you have for me? And as you say thank you to the sun, you feel that it's time to go now. And so you bid the sun farewell and you start gliding gently down, down through the air, feeling that fiery body that you are dim ever slightly you're still on fire, you're still a fiery being, but that fire is not as intense anymore. That fire is slowly dying. Those flickering flames that are your body are slowly slowing down, calming, calming, calming. As you gently glide down, 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 through the sky, past the clouds, into the open air. And as you do, you feel at 
peace and calm, holding on to the wisdom that you've gained from the fire, from the volcano, from the sun itself, and feeling that energy you slowly drift down till you've reached the tops of the trees. By now, your fiery body is very dim now. And your body comes to rest in the clearing by the fire again. And you take a moment now to let yourself breathe, to be one with the flame itself. And as you become aware of that fire burning, the fire that surrounded you it dies down and you are standing there whole, safe, calm, and at one with a spirit of fire. And you know that it is time to go soon. As you begin walking down the pathway, holding on to that wisdom that you've gained, holding on to that energy And you're feeling, you may feel alive or vital, or you may feel like you have a lot more energy, or you may feel calm and rested and at peace. But whatever you're feeling is valid for you at this time and in this place, it's for you, whatever that is. And you walk along in peace. Contemplation, smelling the forest and the pine needles. And as you do, you notice that the sun is setting. You hear the fire begin to fade. And then you become aware that you are in your body. Take a nice deep breath in, cleansing and let it out. Give a nice big stretch, stretch, stretch and become aware of your body. Stand, stand up, walk around the room, reorient yourself with the world again. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chronicles of Fae. I hope that you've enjoyed the spiritual aspect of the of the podcast, and now let's get into the talk. And today's talk is about using the elements in magic. And so... <laughs> What got me into wanting to talk about this? Well, if you haven't noticed, or if you have noticed, 
the last few episodes, except for the episode last week where I did a Moments with Faye because I was at camp, um, have been earth, air, fire meditations, have been part of the podcast episodes, and yes, I will continue to do um, more of them as they come up and as I have more talks for you guys. So, elemental magic and animism and how and why should you use and why should you become part of the elements. Now, before we get into the bulk of the talk, I'm going to talk about first why I use seven elements and why I use seven breaths when we do our meditations. When you always, always do seven breaths, Faye Wild, you always ask us to, to take seven deep breaths when we meditate. Or Faye Wild, you always call seven elements. Well, seven is very important to me. It energetically has a number that feels sort of complete. And, you know, it it has always been a number that has signified the unknown, and the spirit of, of other, otherness, of fairy magic, of elven magic, and it is a very powerful energy, and to me, seven is just a really, it's a, it's a number that evokes otherness, and other kindreds, and other worlds, and other planes, and I'm not a numerologist, but for me, seven will always be that for me because it just feels right. It just feels like it's something that should be happening and should should be done. So that's why I call seven elements. And that's why I tell you all to take seven deep breaths, because seven is, for me, a spiritual number. So, that is why you have so many sevens in this podcast. Seven breaths, seven seven elements, and seven kinds of spirits that that we call upon. I mean, besides the plant and animal spirits, we call on... We call on um, we call upon the elemental spirits of earth and air and fire and water, and then of course the unicorn for life, the angel for light, and the fairy for magic. So uh, you know, and the and then we call up in the fairies and elves for magic, and so that is why we use seven. So. Why are the elements so important and why do I insist on most of the time, unless my brain has blown the coop, why do, why pay attention to the elements and why, how can I become part of the elements and how can I do elemental magic? Well, as for using the elements and creating a place where you can use those elements you can start by 
doing these meditations, doing these meditations and allowing yourself to do them and to feel them and oh that's fascinating okay what i'm getting from spirit is that once we get and what I, what do i mean by spirit i mean like the gods the source the 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 um the spirits that guide me and guard me and the fairies and 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 that's what i mean by spirit but because i don't know which one it is i want to honor it and and not call it not call it something that it isn't so that's why i refer to it as spirit or spirits when i say thank you spirits or thank you spirit um i've been given a surprise so once all of these meditations are done i'm going to surprise you um and 1927 one notification the surprise Sorry about that. The surprise should help you with the attuning to the elements. So why should we attune ourselves to the elements? Well, as part of magic, the elements are a way for us to feel concretely part of the world, part of the of the energy of the spirits all around you. If you remember the earth talk, air talk, fire talk, those little talks that we did at those times um those talks were very important and um I'll have to dig them up again for the surprise. Ha ha ha. Anyway, when we call upon the elements and we visualize the elements being part of our circle we have a balanced energy that is there and if we use if we need to use a certain element for a certain ritual it's there you can touch it and bring it into you or bring it into um what you're doing and how you are the elements also allow us to direct our energy through the altars that we create if we have altars um and having an altar is not necessary but if you have one directing the energy through the altar is a great is a great thing you know and if you're one of those people that does all your mag- med- magic through visualization through a creation of a temple that you've created in your mind um that you go into in spirit it allows you those elements have a grounding stability to them. So how can you become how can you become more tuned with each of the elements? I'm going to take you through each of the elements and I'm going to show you how you can become attuned with the elements that we call now most pagans focus on earth, air, fire and water and sometimes spirit. or center depending on their tradition. And if you're one of those pagans, cool. And if you want to skip over the last two elements, um, you know, go ahead, that's fine. But um but if you want to follow along with me, be sure to do so and and we'll just work together and feel the energy together. So 
How to become attuned with Earth? Well, Earth is stable, stable growth. Sometimes it's untamed growth, depending on if, if a certain god or goddess is, is doing something. For example, in a jungle or swamp or something where things are kind of just growing, sort of higgledy piggledy and not, you know, in an ordered fashion. But Earth is. Stone and rock and bedrock and its mountains and trees, and it is, um, it is most animals that walk on the earth, like the bear. I always think of the spirit of the bear when I think of the earth. It's the gnomes that live under the earth, and gnomes are are said to guard the treasures of the earth, like all the ores and gold and and all the things that are part of the earth. This is to guard it. It is that deep, dark, rich soil. It is the. For some people, it's the deep cave. It's the deep black of a cave. If you've gone spelunking, it's the trees. It's the woods and forests. It's all the plant life that grows. Earth is so important to. All of us. It is important to who we are, because without without the Earth, we'd kind of just be walking around, sort of floating along, like blah da da da. And I was talking about in our talk on Earth, I was talking about the good things and the good good things and the bad things about being being of Earth. If you are Earth minded, you're probably very stable and grounded, and everything sort of is practical or Your that saying is someone is down to earth is very apt. But sometimes earth, if you have too much earth energy, you can be、um, someone who is un who is too stable, too rigid.、Um, you've forgotten about the bending and twisting and undulating of plants as they, as they, yeah, as they move and grow. You've become very much like the stone or the bedrock beneath you, the earth crust, and that is, I mean, that can that can slow you down, and it, it can make you too rigid. But becoming in touch with the earth and becoming in tune with the earth can give you so many good things and blessings because it can help you to stabilize if you're feeling. Um, if you're feeling like you don't have enough Earth energy inside of you, you can feel kind of flighty or floaty. You can feel your emotions just all over the place, and I'm not talking about you know normal grief or normal upset. So please don't think that you know. Well, I need to become more in tune with the Earth because I'm grieving too much. I'm crying too much. I'm too, this, too that, or whatever. You know, I mean, we have those emotions for a reason, and they are they are important. So please,、um, you know, consult with your mental health person or a good friend if you need if you need that that emotional support. But becoming in tune with the earth will help you to not feel so airy fairy and drifty, and it's um it's very good for lots of different kinds of magic like stone magics. Um, putting protective energy into stones, or calling upon the psychic energy of amethysts, or calling upon the prosperity of green aventuring, calling upon the protection of jet or onyx, 
calling on the spiritual forces of of um healing from bloodstones um a lot of great kitchen witches and herb herb mages use a lot of earth magic because it's so it's so grounding and it's um it's very sort of not rigid but it's sort of like you're set in a space and you feel that groove that you're in and it feels good um and becoming attuned to that to that earth energy is wonderful so how do you do it well you can do it in several ways you can do it by holding stones and doing a meditation where you sort of sink into the stone and you become one with the stone and see if the stone has anything to teach you about earth and grounding energy you can if you have plants in your home you can connect with the plants with in an on an energetic level and see if they have anything to teach you you can cook a meal and see if there's energy or wisdom that you need to gain from that you can um you can um you know do something energetic with the home because the home has to be founded in in earth it has to otherwise it sort of will topple over or blow away if there's a big storm you need that earth support and growth so becoming attuned to earth there are lots of ways of doing it and there are plenty of gods and goddesses who are attuned with earth like um Demeter is a very good earth goddess. Persephone, um, Persephone is a is another good one. Artemis, um, even though she's very much of the moon, she also has an earth connection because of the hunting that she does and um, with her maiden. So it's um, so she's got some earth energy there. Um, Ostara. The fertility goddess. She's a very good earth goddess. And then, of course, for gods, you have like Hearn and Pan who will help you, direct you with your earth energy. You can also attune yourself with earth energy by connecting with an animal, um, you know, and learning about an animal and its habits and seeing if, if you're drawn to that because it, it gives you a, an earth energy. Okay, so let's move on to air. Air is about uh, buoyancy. It's about fluidity, not in the same way that water is, but it has a very freeing sort of energy to it. Um, air is associated with the sylphs because the sylphs are, um, they're just, they're they're very flighty. They're basically made of wind. The the they're very much wind-driven. Um, eagles remind me of the wind because they, they, the way they fly and the way that they master the wind, it's such a beautiful thing. And so wind is associated with the mind, with um, intellect and intelligence. It's also very much associated with... Um, performers and and singers and musicians and it's just it's got so many great energies to it and wind and air is so powerful because it can give you that lift if you're 
And if you're needing something for, like, you're, you're feeling like you want to study for a test or let's say you are someone who needs more of that intellect, needs more of an open mind, wind is really good at that. Wind is, wind is really good at opening the mind, bringing more info into the mind. It's also about freedom as well. It's about unfettered flight. So if you're feeling too stable, too grounded, um, some wind energy can really help you with that. So what are some good ways of, of attuning with the wind? Well, you can go out on a windy day if you want, stand in the wind and see what sort of energy and influence you can get from that. Um... You can perhaps listen to some music. Some flute music is really good for wind energy because it's, of course, you have to you use your wind to play it, um, to play the flute. As someone who can play the flute, sort of, you have to have breath. You have to have, that's why I don't play it or my recorder when my asthma is acting up because I need my wind to, um, to, to bring me forth. So... Um, wind is so important for, for, you know, just freedom and, and, and flights of the mind and performing and, and it has creative energy. I think all the elements have creative energy. There's creative energy attached to earth and, and all the elements. Um, but wind is especially for me, at least it's very much, about freedom and flight and movement and mind and, and intelligence and intellect. And uh, so you can stand out in a, on a windy day and focus on, um, focus on that. Or, you know, if you, if you have a place where you can, like, look at the sky and focus on that sky blue and focus on the wind and... Um, Perhaps if you like bird watching, you could watch birds um, to connect with wind energy. You can hold, um, you can hold a sodalite stone in your hand, or um, another blue stone, um, and focus on that to bring that energy of the wind to you. Now, the good things about being associated with the wind are that you have great intellect, um, that you're very creative when it comes to learning and growing. Usually a lot of scientists, you would think that a lot of scientists are very earth-grounded because they have a lot of stability. However, if you have enough wind in you, you can use that wind energy for to push that intellect further in. So the elements all work with each other. Um, you, you can have a very grounded, earth-grounded scientist who's very much into facts and figures and is sort of in that groove, but has just enough wind energy for that intellect to push forward and go, hmm, I've been doing these experiments, but I have this sort of feeling, or I have this theory, not really a feeling because they go on fact mostly, but I have this theory that this didn't work, but what if this worked? It's very much a... Uh, a growth element, very much um, an element that will expand the mind. Let's move on to fire. Fire is very much about vitality. 
and it's about courage and will and passion and desire and it's also about legal things and business things and money things and and I'm not saying that prosperity doesn't come from the earth but it does because it does but you need that punch that kick from the fire because that fire those flames will sort of bring you um bring you into the um those those um flames can bring you into that next step before we continue with fire what are some good things about being wind like i said it can expand the mind but if you're not careful about wind it can make you very flighty and sort of um very fickle and very sort of transient which is fine for a little while because we all need to have some transients sometimes our lives change uh, I think about, you know, college student age kids now, you know, they're, they're into this or that, and they're going to college, and they're getting involved in this and that and the other, and they're, you know, they're moving and growing and shifting and, and experiencing, but if you are uh, someone who is, just feels as if they're sort of not tied down and doesn't have enough energy of the uh, the earth to stabilize you, you might have too much wind energy. Well, let's get back to fire. So, along with law and justice and business and and prosperity, it's very much tied in with love magic, desire magic. It's very much in, in titled with, and it's very much tied in with uh, the lions. That's a really good, like, animal for for fire it's also in touch with the salamander because the salamander and I'm not talking about those little lizards in the backyard I'm talking about the 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 salamander the elemental of fire fire has a very vital force it's very uh it has a very powerful force and how you can become in touch with fire well if you have candles in the home you can light one of those and um, focus on the flame, or if you've got a fireplace, burn burn some fire, or listen to perhaps a sound effect of fire, listen to that for a while, become in touch with that. Maybe you can eat foods that are very fiery, like, you know, um, cinnamon is a real good fire, um, fire food to eat. Um, and maybe looking into f- into flame, like I said. Now, what are some of the good things about being fire energy? You have a lot of vitality. You are constantly vital. You're just you're you're very passionate, very um, very much driven. Maybe you have a lot of courage. Maybe you're one of those people that likes to try things out. Maybe you're one of those people that is, is, is someone who wants to grow and they do it with their desires and they're fueled by their desires, that vital force of the sun. Um, you know, it's, it's a very powerful energy that you can have when you're in touch with fire. What are the, good, what are the bad things about being a fire, having too much fire energy? Well, a lot of fiery people can have very volatile personalities. They're sort of 
okay now and then maybe five minutes later they're sort of biting your head off they're very kind of volatile moving from one emotion to another and not not in the weeby sort that's more water energy i'm talking about like these people have a lot of anger um and again like if you've been through trauma or someone's really upset you obviously you're going to feel angry but these people that have too much fire energy they're constantly mad about something um and they're just as liable to um to tear your head off and if you have too much fire energy now water water is a very healing energy it's a very it's an it's an energy that is has to do with healing and the emotions and in a lot of cases rebirth and journeying and inward going energy and it's very much an energy associated with the undines and the dolphin um spirits and water is it's a flowing energy but it's a little bit different from wind energy because in wind energy you're just you're just kind of flying around la 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 this is more of a flowing energy you're flowing into self you're flowing more into emotions you're more empathic people who are very water driven um are very much driven by their emotions by empathy a lot of these people are very sensitive um very sensitive people sometimes I would say very intuitive and um water energy just has that that pull uh, of going inward of flowing of being of trying to um trying to rebirth oneself it's all it's very much about the the constant change of water water is very much about change and because and it's also very much about and because it's about change you know how it erodes at things it's very much trying to reshape things and move things and heal things and grow things and it's very much an energy about emotions and um people with enough water energy have a lot of tranquility in them so how do you attune with water well you can draw a bath and add watery plants like lavender is a very good air plant but it also has some water aspect you can also um you can also you can hold um like a green crystal or a blue crystal that reminds you of water while you take that bath and you could go to find a place uh like a river or a stream and commune with that or listen to water flowing um you know and see if you can become attuned with it now what are the good things about being water like i said a lot of water people are very empathic a lot of them are healers nurturers caregivers 
people who are very much in touch with the human suffering and there are the there are people that want to sort of help that negate that but as i said there's good things and bad things about all the elements so what is bad about water if you have too much water in you you can become weighed down by all the emotions of everyone around you that empath who's willing to like help you like allow you to cry on her shoulder if she's got too much water energy she will take that energy and suck it into herself and she won't be able to get rid of it because all of your emotions have sort of sucked into her because they're very great absorbent people they're very much like they and they take information in like sponges they're very much like sponges water people are um and it's not your fault it's not i mean if you if you notice that about someone they're very sensitive and they're very sort of they they have too much water energy um it's not really your fault and it's not really their fault either but they need to become sort of maybe attuned with other elements to see if that will help negate some of that maybe bring some fire energy in or some wind energy to sort of give them a little bit more freedom um to cleanse some of that out yeah water people are um as i said like water people have a lot of that energy um i would i would consider a lot of like doctors and nurses and like social workers I mean everyone's got their own elemental sort of energy about them and like I'm not going to say well you have this or you're more like that but for me I think that a lot of the nurturers of the world <coughs> are water speaking of water I need a drink of water Okay. Now, let's get into the fifth element. Some people call this spirit. Some people call it center. Um, I call it life because life is such a big... Um, it's a, so such a big part of all of these elements. You need life. Um, you need life to sort of bring that sort of energy of each of the elements is sort of you you can't have any of the elements without life and life is very much about um about the divine about the source about the energy of um the life is very much about divinity and divine magic it's very much about getting in touch with your inner spirit your faith um and it's it's about life and growth well so how do you become in touch with life and the divine by praising your gods your um the spirits that you honor by listening to music, by creating rituals, by just giving thanks to the divine that gave everyone life. Those are great ways to to become in tune with life. And um, 
so what are some good things about being in tune with with spirit with life with the energy of the source and the gods and and all that all that that entails well if you have a lot of divine um insight usually you know you're you're very very faithful and i'm not saying that other elements can't be faithful to their gods i'm not saying that at all but there's a certain energy that calls these people to go deeper into their faith maybe some of them um you know become nuns or monks pastors or priests or teachers of some kind they have a certain energy that calls the divine to themselves and um before you go all well, what is the bad thing about being not having enough life you're an atheist there's nothing wrong with being an atheist in fact some of um some of the best people that i've met are atheists it's more about that you you feel distant from spirit maybe it's not so much that you don't believe but it's more like you're you sort of you don't have sort of you're one of those people that's very concrete either is or it isn't and you're very much sort of like yeah we we're 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 die and that's it we're just that's it um there's no sort of they're, they're very not they're very not sensitive to spiritual prodding or inner divine growth or inner divine feeling that they get they're sort of they're sort of the people that just don't really um that just that they're they're so literal that like you that they can't really get the mystical it's sort of like it's not there it's different from an atheist because an atheist will be in touch with life enough to go well yeah my life is my life and when it's gone it's gone um but many atheists are very open-minded they might just be you know you know okay well this is my life and and these are my beliefs and I believe in science rather than the divine but they you know they're open-minded enough to perhaps know that something might be out there but they're not questioning it like agnostics are they're just like I just don't believe it you know whatever is whatever is is explained um that's different I think from from having a lack of spiritual empathy it's sort of like people who are balanced out of life you know that don't have enough life energy or sourceful energy they just sort of like everyone around around them might be at church for example and they might be all praying and like feeling this sort of energy and they might go because you know they feel that they're supposed to or whatever but they might not get the energy of the church that they're that they're at or something that's why I want to make clear is that I don't believe that atheists don't have enough life energy perfect example of someone I know that didn't have a lot of life energy I was trying to teach someone how to ground and center and I was like okay imagine that you're a tree and that you're very rooted into the earth and she's like well I live in the desert and I'm like okay then can't you imagine that you're no I can't imagine that I'm a tree they're very rare I have to say they're extremely rare they they don't really um 
they, they don't really have um they don't really have that the, the other side of that is that they're too focused on their spiritual life and that they they're they don't really um connect with the physical at all there's like they're just like well i need to be detached from the physical and i need to be more in touch in touch with spirit and they sort of like leave behind the mundane world as i like to call it they leave the mundane behind and they're just like you know they're too much into the divine it's sort of like life has sort of life has sort of gone by without them being part of it and they're just like yeah so you know the good things about being part of life is that these that most people and i think that this is, this has most people is that like it can help you grow and become in tune with life and growing in spirit and becoming more faithful and and becoming more in tune with the divine i wanted to make that clear about life that no i don't think atheists are not are lacking life energy there's um there's a difference um there's a big difference and i didn't know how else to explain it than than the way i did with the woman and trying to teach her how to ground and center and she couldn't imagine being a tree and grounding and then like lifting her spiritual energy up into the sky and you know that kind of thing so light light has a lot of um light has a lot of that same vitality that fire does but it has more it's it's more about truth illumination and opening up it's very much an element about about truth and 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 revelations and prophecy it's very much an element that sort of without a better word way of putting it shedding light on that which needs shedding light upon So, um, what are some ways to attune with light? Of course, you can stand out in the sun. You can imagine yourself being clothed in light. You can um, carry with you um, pendants of angels, which is, I believe, a very much a symbol of light. And you might ask, well, Feywild, you're not a Christian, but you talk about angels. Angels, I believe, are light. They are, they are the light of divine. They're very much, they're very much full of life. Um, but they're they're very much about light, and bringing the light and goodness of God to the world or whoever it is. So that's why I talk about angels and light because light to me represents the angelic energy so what are some bad things and good things about light light as i said is a very good energy for finding fine tuning bringing out things that need to be brought out uncovering lies bringing out truth illuminating the darkness of evil and i do believe that there is 
darkness of evil around. Um, and calling upon the angelic energies to bring the, that light towards you with the help of the divine. So light is a very good element for those sorts of things. And so imagining that you are surrounded by light or going out on a sunny day and bringing in that light. Yes, it's very much fire, but like on a really bright day, it's very much light too. So those are some ways of attuning with light. Now, as I said, light is very much about illumination and truth. And people who are working for the light are usually very, you know, very good people. Um, However, the bad things about light are that you can believe that you are the light. So a lot of, like, cult leaders and people like that who are very much about themselves and how I'm the divine, I am the light that will save you, I'm the light, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Pride, pride can be very much about light because you're basically like, like, it's very much about like people who have too much light energy, they might be a little bit self-righteous and be like, well, you did the bad thing, I did the good thing, so... (laughs) well, I'm much better than you. So it's, and it's tricky because pride is a very tricky one because, and I believe it is definitely filled with light, but it's sort of filled with sort of a not so good light. It's like they can't see because they're so wrapped in their light. They have so much light energy. They're sort of blinded to their faults. So they're kind of those kind of people that don't admit their faults. Um, and there's sort of people who are very much about pride, and I had to learn a lot about pride when I was younger, gods did I ever, um, so what are some good, good people who are into light, like I said, angels, of course, are very light-oriented, because they're trying to bring out the truth, also, um, spiritual leaders, who have a lot of divine energy, they have a lot of that life energy, but they also have a lot of that light, and they know how to use it correctly. Um, I would say that a lot of pastors and preachers have both life and light in them. It's very, it's very sort of they've got a nice balance going. But if one of those is sort of, but if light, if the light sort of goes a certain way, they can become very haughty and very sort of. Um, one man minded or one woman minded they're just like I'm the best and the best and and you know when somebody tries to tell them their faults or whatever they're like no I don't have any faults you know so light light's a tricky one because you sort of have to walk a fine line um, with light alright so Magic. Magic is an energy that is very much has to do with the other worlds. It's very much about um, the spirits, the fairies, the elven kinds, and all the kindreds that I mentioned. It's very much what drives our our rituals. Um, I would say that magic 
is one of the elements really works really well in concert with light um, and 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 life as well. It's sort of like a one of those elements that that you need if you if you are someone who believes in magic like I do, which I certainly believe in magic. Um, and how do you become attuned with magic? By finding a magic that is part of you, that you feel connected to. We've been talking about lots of different magics, elemental magic, uh, for today's talk. Um, you know, chant magic, kitchen witchery. Um, maybe you're into ceremonial magic or um, magic that is more devoted to the second sight and divination. Maybe you're one of those people. But magic is is very much about creativity because yes, wind has that and fire might have a little bit of that. I think all the elements have a little bit of creativity, but magic, because it is one of those elements that's very much about um, the mists and the unseen and the unknown worlds and like places that are beyond this one that are filled with magic. Uh, give us sort of ideas for our spells or they give us inspiration it's very much um it's very much like light in that way it's very inspiring ener- energy um but it has like a magic is about possibilities at least in my mind So what are some good things about being someone who is in touch with magic? Um, oh, and like I said, magic is associated with sort of like the veils, the mist, the unseen worlds, the fairies, the elves, and all the elementals and all the beings that are sort of driven by magic. It's very much <clears throat> something that sort of is within most people who believe it. Anyway. People that are very much magic-driven are very creative, almost. They're kind of very much, I think, they're very much kind of like your geniuses that just create, 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 create. Uh, because they're open to that, the the veils are open to them, and they sort of gain a lot of um, inspiration from the light, and they get a lot of their creativity from the magic. And... They're just some some of the best creators in the world. They're just sort of like constantly creating. They're constantly um, they're constantly full of ideas. Um, they're very much sort of open to the realms of spirit. They're very much open to lots of possibilities. They're sort of people that don't really have a lot of things that they're closed-minded to. They're very open-minded about a lot of magical practices. Similar to um, how I am. I mean, I believe that we all have all these elements within us. But I think that we have some elements that are more, that show up more than others within us. Um, And I know that for me, I have quite a bit of magic in me because I'm always feeling like that creative energy is there. What are the bad things about being too much full of magic? Well... These are the people that, like, they start a project, and they are so good at it, it's like, but 
it's like the the rest of it, the details sort of just go wow, and they just they lose interest. Maybe when they cast their magic, it's very sort of unorganized, and there is chaos magic. So those of you who practice chaos magic, don't go wah, wah, because that's not what I mean. What I mean is that they just they might be doing chaos magic, but some of them you know, aren't, they're just doing normal everyday sort of magic, but it's sort of unorganized in their minds, and it's sort of, the energy is very, um, it's it just it's sort of very frenetic, fast-paced, it's very sort of out there, and they're sort of drifting around, and they, they need something to sort of ground them a bit, they need some of that earth to ground them a bit. So, this talk about the elements, I mean, don't get, don't get the bad idea that I'm trying to tell you that, like, um, you know, oh, you have this energy, or you have that energy, everyone is sort of, that's, that's the thing that I've always told you about this podcast, is that I'm one pagan, I'm one animist, I'm one person that, you know, that believes these things, and if you don't, that's fine. I'm just going to tell you what I think and how I feel and how I perceive. And, you know, if you don't, then that's fine too, you know. Um, you know, if you disagree with the entire talk I've, I've had today, then that's fine too. But it just give it some thought, you know. The elements are such a part of our lives, you know, that... I don't think that they should be dismissed at all. I think that they need to be honored and appreciated. So I hope that you guys like this talk, and I will talk to you later. Love and light to all of you. And welcome back. Before we close out, we wish to thank and honor the spirits who have been with us today. We thank the good kindreds, the fairies, the elven kindreds, and all the kindreds of good who are known and unknown. They may depart if they wish. Farewell, known and unknown. We thank the plant and animal spirits who give us life and sustain us. They may depart if they wish. Farewell, plant and animal spirits. We thank magic for all of its power and its beauty of exploration. All may depart if it wishes. Farewell, magic. We thank light for its illumination and truth. may depart if it wishes. Farewell, light. We thank life, for they are the forces divine, the intimate source, unparalleled and vast. They may depart if they wish. Farewell, life.
We thank water for her power of empathy and healing. She may depart if she wishes. Farewell, water. We thank fire for his passion and his will. He may depart if he wishes. Farewell, fire. We thank air for his intellect and creativity. He may depart if he wishes. Farewell, air. We thank Earth for her growth and stability. She may depart if she wishes. Farewell, Earth, and blessed be. I'd like to thank all of you who've been through this podcast and I hope it has given you some peace in the time and place of storm in our lives and I hope that it has granted you a small shelter of relief in the storm of chaos in the storm of uncertainty I hope that you have found some rest And I hope that you've enjoyed this journey that we've been on together in the realm of spirits. This prayer I say now, may your life be filled with peace, tranquility, and reflection. And may you be blessed and feel free to walk among the others once more, centered and whole. May the spirits and fairies bless you. This is your hostess, Feywild, saying, until next time, blessed be.